Welcome to 2024 writers. I am so excited to be here with you on the memoir method podcast this year. Today, I am especially excited because we get to go into writing intentions and specifically my writing intentions for 2024. I'm going to take you back actually to show you kind of what my writing life was like in 2023 and illustrate how that has impacted how I'm approaching my writing for the upcoming year. So I'm really excited for that. Stay tuned for an announcement on a free workshop coming very soon. And let's just dive in, writer. You are listening to the Memoir Method Podcast, the place for writers, readers, and anyone who appreciates the collective power of our stories. In this podcast, we explore the impact of memoir alongside an examination of writing techniques and strategies used in the genre. Whether you're an aspiring writer looking for inspiration and guidance, or a passionate reader seeking meaningful connections through shared experiences, the Memoir Method Podcast is your go-to conversation spot. I'm your host, Charlotte. I'm an editor, writer, and the heart behind bookish edits. I am so glad that you're here. Let's get started. So I am going to rewind several years, actually. I know we're talking about the transition from 2023 to 2024. I'm going to go back even further and take you back to 2016 where my mental health declined sharply after the birth of my second child. I used to write almost daily for a pretty robust blog audience. I had a lot of inspiration. I posted a lot of different types of content and essays and even poetry sometimes. And postpartum anxiety hit me like a bus and it brought my writing to a complete halt. And it stayed that way for eight years. Yes, eight years of creative blockage and an almost indifference to writing my own work. This period of time was very significant for me. I lost, it felt like I had lost a lot of who I was. Eventually I was diagnosed. I got help. I started to heal and recover. But even then, I never really got my writing groove That was always something that was hard for me to come to terms with. It felt so final. And even though I had done and continued to do so much to support my mental health, losing my writing and my creativity and my desire truly to write was, was very difficult. And it caused a, a bit of an identity crisis, kind of an ongoing (laughs) little grade identity crisis for eight years. So last year in 2023, eight years after my writing life was hijacked by undiagnosed mental health, my writing returned to me. It's been the most magical awakening that I've probably ever experienced. Almost one year ago, I had the idea to reach out to one of my favorite faith and spirituality podcasts. One of my very, very favorites uh, called Faith Matters. I'll link them in the show notes. And I was offering up my skills as an editor. I just had this spark, this idea to reach out. I didn't know if they were hiring. I didn't know anything about what they would actually need. 
when I said, hey, these are this is my skill set. Your work has meant so much to me. I would love to contribute in some way. And within a couple days, I heard back and I was promptly swept into the editorial community and team of their magazine arm, Wayfair Magazine, where I was given both editing assignments and encouraged to submit my own writing for publication. There is so much about that community, that writing community, creativity community, uh, faith community that has done so much for my life. It has been one of the greatest gifts that I have been given in the past year. Having that external expectation and encouragement to write lit up a part of me I hadn't found in such a long time. Over the course of a few months, I wrote an essay about the dark depths of my postpartum mental health, and that's going to be coming out in issue three of Wayfair Magazine, uh, hopefully very soon, uh, this month or next. And I started to feel like a writer again. It was such a rediscovery and one that I honestly didn't expect to come back. So that's the backstory that you need to understand how I'm coming into my 2024 writing intentions. Setting my writing intentions for the year was a very interesting process for me because it almost feels like starting from scratch. In my reflection on the past year, I didn't have a ton of writing baggage to sort through because I hadn't been writing for a long time. And in in many ways, that lack of baggage was such a gift. I always like to ask myself what worked from the past year and what didn't. And so I applied that to my writing reflections. My list of what worked was delightfully long. My writing came back. It was such a delightful and fulfilling rediscovery. I felt like really lights had turned on in a room in my brain that, and I, I thought that room had been like sealed off. That's what it felt like. Something else that worked, I wrote essays. I wrote mostly essays and some poetry. I submitted some poetry to a compilation. Still waiting to hear back on that one. I'm excited though. And I wrote essays. And having, I've always loved essays. That's always kind of been my default writing format. And so it wasn't overwhelming is what I need to say. I, because I already default to a shorter format of writing, it didn't feel like, okay, well now I have to write this 600 page novel. No, I just wrote little essays. It felt very manageable and bite-sized. Something else that was manageable and bite-sized was the smaller writing windows that I took advantage of. So I didn't commit myself to hours long writing sessions. I wrote when I could, and I let that be enough. And did I write as much as I would ideally have liked? No, but I was writing. And that is really what mattered about this year. Something else that really worked that surprised me was external expectations. I joined this editorial staff for Wayfair Magazine as a volunteer editor. And in addition to working with writers to prepare their pieces for publication, that expectation to submit my own work lit a fire in my brain, in my heart, that made me realize, oh, if someone's waiting for me to write, then I I can write. I need to write. And this external accountability was key for me. I haven't always needed external accountability to do the things I want to do. 
Usually if I want to do something, I just do it. But writing this rebirth, rediscovery of my writing has felt different. Being connected to this organization that has external expectations for me said, hey, we really want you to submit your own work. That was the permission I was looking for. That was key for me to start to take myself seriously as a writer. And I've seen that happen with writers I work with as an editor. I've seen that external accountability be so crucial. I'm like, oh, if someone's expecting me to write, then I need to write. And if someone's expecting me to be a writer, then I can be a writer. And it was really interesting to be on the other side of that mind game that uh, writers can play with themselves. But having, having other people, one, expect submissions from me and two, receive them with such enthusiasm and excitement. It was just the most perfect alchemy for pulling out the writer in me again. That ties into the next element of my writing that really, really worked for me. And that's community. I found a lot of community within writing within this volunteer editorial staff to start, but also community on the internet and within my own writing programs. I intentionally started following more writers on Instagram and Substack, and that kept the writing world on my radar so that even when I wasn't actively writing or consistently writing, the writing world, the practice of writing was always in my periphery. Here's what didn't work. And like I said, there's actually not much that didn't work because most of this year, most of this past year was a rebirth. So, but what didn't work is I didn't have much consistency or routine to my writing rhythms. And so looking forward, I have some very specific writing dreams, (laughs) intentions to go along with the title of this podcast episode, but to get to where I want to go as a writer, I'm going to need a little bit more consistency and routine. And so I'm going to, that was something that wasn't working for me. Another thing that didn't work was that practice of journaling to remember in the moment experiences. And that didn't happen as much as I wanted. And to expound on that a little bit, there is a difference between memoir and journaling. And journaling is a way to process feelings, emotions, experiences. It's a way to capture the emotion and events of a moment. And that is really helpful to have that almost as primary source material when you're writing for other people. And I didn't have as much of a practice of of writing down in the moment experiences, specific details that could be helpful for me later on. So I really think that my writing would benefit from the backing of a journaling practice. And that was something that in retrospect, I missed that uh, lacking that wasn't working. I also wanted to identify the resources that were a support to me. And I mentioned those in the, in the list of what worked for me in 2023. So as mentioned, the Wayfair magazine uh, content and editorial staff was a massive support to me professionally and spiritually throughout the year. And the other writers and editors that I started following on Instagram and Substack were also a fantastic resource. And I especially am referring to the fiction writers and editors that I was following. I started learning so much about fiction writing and opening up that, that outlet of creativity for fiction. I've always told myself, oh, I can never write fiction, which one, if I'm going to take my own medicine, 
I'm not going to say I can't do anything because if I want to, I can. So learning a lot about fiction writing has given me ideas for writing fiction, which is exciting and scary. But also, again, just kept the publishing world, the writing world in my lens. It, it kept it in front of me all the time. And then also the podcast, The Shit No One Tells You About Writing, was also a fantastic resource for learning more about the publishing industry and the ins and outs of query letters, book proposals, the conversations that they, the hosts have with writers are fantastic. It's, it's an incredible resource that I highly, highly recommend. So being able to dive into varied writing resources was something that really boosted this, a little bit of a fragile rebirth, but it really gave it some support. Um, I did want to note anything that felt sticky or off during the year, because as a writer, your writing life is not separate from your regular life. It's just not. And it's really important to identify areas in your life that could have contributed to your writing without maybe you realizing it or in a way that you might not have expected. So for me, something that felt stickier off, I had a few things happen in my personal life that did throw off my mental health and writing energy periodically. I would never tell a client that, oh, well, this really difficult thing happened. You need to buck up and keep writing. I would never tell that to someone. And so I'm not going to tell it to myself. It did really help to identify these moments throughout the year and give myself grace for it. It really helped me to be like, oh, well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense why I didn't write for a couple months or why I didn't really have any ideas or I didn't want to go back to this essay draft. Um, I also grappled with some imposter syndrome and the mindset work I've done in my business and personal development 100% came in handy here. It was really interesting to see me lead myself through some of these mindset blocks because I've done this with other writers. And to be able to do this for myself as a writer was a, was a gift for me this year. I chose three words to describe my writing year in 2023. They are rediscovered, fragile, and timid. Those last two words, fragile and timid, aren't exactly positive, but they are very honest. And what I'm really harnessing the energy of and focusing on is the rediscovery bit. My writing life was rediscovered and as a result, it's a little fragile and I'm a little timid, but it's here when before it had, it felt like it disappeared. And so once I spent some time in reflection, I could move into setting intentions for 2024. And I started with how I want to feel about my writing life. I want to feel convicted, connected, and fresh. And all of these do line up with my overall word for the year. The last week of the year, I took a night away in a hotel and really did some visioning and planning for the new year for my business. And the word that I chose to kind of guide my efforts this year is align. And so these ways that I want to feel about my writing life aligned with the word align. So convicted, connected, and fresh. That is what I want to carry with me in my writing life this year. And so now that I know how I want to feel, I can 
better identify possible action steps that I can take to support feeling that way. I could craft and integrate a flexible writing rhythm into my time. That is something that was missing for me in 2023 and integrating writing more into my day to day would really help me feel convicted when I'm writing. It would help me feel much more connected to myself, my writing, as well as to the writing communities that I'm a part of. And it would help me keep my ideas fresh. So that's something that I could possibly do. Um, continue cultivating community. That is something that can definitely help support all of those experiences. As I mentioned earlier, being open about my own writing creates very positive accountability for me. I am at a point in my life where if I wrote just for myself, it would that would not be enough of a motivator for me. For some people it is, and that's fabulous. For me right now, I need to be intentionally open with other people about what I'm writing because that creates, again, that momentum, that connection, that community, and that positive accountability. I also identified some possible writing projects that could support the ways I want to feel. The first project that I want to take on in 2024 is writing a memoir and essays. I am so excited about this idea. It came to me in December. I'm going to talk all about that next week. Like all of next week's episode is about this memoir and essays and what that project is going to look like for me in 2024. So I'm very excited about that. I also could submit more writing to Wayfair. That's another writing project that could support the way I want to feel. And I want to focus for a moment on the way that I'm phrasing these. What possible action steps can I take that will support me feeling this way? What possible writing projects could support the ways that I want to feel? So these are not, okay, I'm going to write so many words this year. I'm going to write so many hours a week. If that works for you, great. I, I want to focus more on how I want to feel and then consider different outlets, different projects, different resources that I can tap into to support that feeling in myself. And then finally, I, I sketched out a quick discouragement game plan. What I love about a discouragement game plan is that it shifts you from having to recover from kind of losing your footing or getting down to prevention. And not, not that we can prevent bad things from happening or hard things from happening. We can't prevent those, but we can kind of preempt a spiral, a meltdown, what have you. A discouragement game plan is proactive and we want to be proactive in every element of our writing. We don't want to write in a state of reaction. We want to respond. So uh, that's why I love a discouragement game plan. I have some writing affirmations that I wrote out for myself that really resonate for me that I can tap into when I need to kind of recenter and realign. It's setting up that flexible rhythm and writing practice. That's going to be really key. I want this rhythm and this practice to be fluid. I want it to be flexible. I don't want to feel caged in. I want it to be a resource for me. I don't want to be serving my writing routine. I want a writing rhythm 
that can ebb and flow with the other things that I have going on in my life. So that's something that is going to be an essential part of my discouragement game plan. Like I said, I follow other writing accounts that has really helped with discouragement because keeping the community and seeing other writers be honest about their own writing journeys, give tips and ideas and information. All of that is so helpful because you're not alone following other writing accounts. It doesn't really matter what they're writing. I follow a lot of fiction writers and a lot of fiction editors, even though I'm not currently writing fiction, but following those accounts, being a part of that community, helps me feel connected and it helps me feel like, okay, like just because I am in a rut right now, doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. And it's easier to pull myself out and get back to feeling the way I want to feel. And part of that, just part of that is also integrating myself more into the writing community. I, I want to participate more in the writing community. I feel like that's going to be an essential part of my discouragement game plan. So to recap my writing intentions, reflection was key in determining how I wanted to move forward. I have a renewed writing life that I want to truly nurture and focus on in 2024. I want to feel convicted in what I write, connected both to what I'm writing and to the greater writing community, and fresh with ideas and energy. I identified a few different writing projects that could support the energy I'm creating this year, and I'm going to follow my intuition as to what outlets will be the most fruitful and fulfilling for me. Again, these are possible ideas, and I want to stay open to other opportunities and ideas that could come my way. And then lastly, I jotted down a discouragement game plan to turn to when my motivation wanes or when imposter syndrome knocks on the door. So having these tools in place now is going to make it so much easier to manage the discouragement when it crops up. Knowing how I want to feel is going to make it easier to identify, oh, I'm not feeling that way now. I wonder why. This is all about awareness. That's why I call it writing intentions because these are not goals. These are not resolutions. This is a, this is deeper. This is deeper than what I produce. It's about how I feel. And when I can feel the way I want to feel about my writing, when I can feel connected, when I can feel convicted, when I can feel fresh, I'm going to produce work that is aligned with my values and with my energy and I'm going to produce work that is fueled by enthusiasm and excitement. So focusing on how you want to feel, that's the way to go into intentions. That is what I encourage you to do for yourself. If you like this process, if you liked hearing what my intentions were and want to set your own, I have good news for you. Next Friday, January 19th, I am hosting a free writing intentions workshop. Uh, it's going to start at 9.30 Pacific time, about 90 minutes. And I'm going to guide you through this process in so much more detail. What I'm sharing with you is the output that I created through this process, but the actual process itself of identifying these different elements went so much deeper than that. And I want to guide you through that for yourself so that you can craft writing intentions and set set intentions for the year that are going to feel aligned with who you are and with what you want for your writing. We are going to double down on mindset 
and understand how to craft writing intentions that are rooted in your energy rather than what you actually produce. Your energy matters more. And so that's where we're going to focus. You're going to leave this workshop feeling so much more aligned in your writing life and able to craft both intentions and projects that are going to support and fulfill you. Like I said, the best part about this is that it's free. I was thinking about this and I, I just thought this needs to be available to everyone. It needs to be available to everyone. So we are going to have around 90 minutes of deep education and integration. As you can see, I engage with intentions differently and more deeply from what you typically see in your resolutions BuzzFeed article. So in this workshop, you're going to learn how to see your writing life as integrated with the rest of your life. You're going to see yourself as a person first and as a writer second. Everyone who registers will have access to the workshop for one week to the replay and will also have access to a custom workbook. If you want to have access to the replay forever, and I do not blame you, If that's something that you want, this is going to be a fantastic resource. Uh, You are going to have the option to upgrade, to keep the workshop forever, and also participate in a 10-day integration challenge to help us take these intentions and start integrating them and applying them into your life right away instead of putting them on a sticky note that's going to get covered up by your kid's permission slips later. So that's going to be an option as well. But the actual workshop is 100% free. If you can't attend live, that's fine. You will have access to the replay for a week. You can head to the show notes for the link to sign up. You can find that at bookishedits.com slash intention. And like I said, this is going to be just one of the most powerful things that you can do for your writing this year is to set these intentions. And the work that we're going to do in this workshop is deep and it's focused and we're going to push past any of that new year's fluff and really get to what matters about your writing life. And so I'm so, so excited. One more piece of housekeeping that I can't forget is that I have a new Instagram account for the business. I explain it all in, in my new account, why I started a new account. Uh, you can find me on Instagram now at bookish.editor. This is going to be where all of my writing memoir editing content is going to be on social media. So if you followed me at my old account, charlotte.edits.books, that's going to be shifting back to a book review type of account. And if you want to be up to date on all of the writing, editing, memoir content, there's going to be so much amazing stuff coming into that channel. Go there. Again, that's at bookish.editor on Instagram. So thank you so much for joining me in this first episode of 2024. We have a really exciting year ahead of us. I'm excited for myself and I'm excited for you. And I really hope that I see you for the Writing Intentions Workshop. Thanks so much for being here. And I will see you next time. You've just listened to an episode of the Memoir Method Podcast. The Memoir Method Podcast is presented by Bookish Edits. If you liked what you heard, the best way to support the show is to subscribe through your preferred podcast player. And if you're feeling especially inspired, I'd love it if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Leading a review really does help other readers and writers like yourself to find the show. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find me on my website at bookishedits.com or on Instagram at bookish.editor. 
Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next time. And remember that you have a story that matters.